0: Welcome to Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski, the show that highlights and celebrates the kinetic and potential energy in classrooms across the globe and why it matters. We're here, we're heard, we're heard, this is really we're heard <laughs> nationally wherever fine podcasts are available and weekly on the radio at Charleston, South Carolina's 1250 WTMA, Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock from our home base In Charleston, South Carolina. Robin, welcome to your show. I love saying that.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: But I know we always start with some important words from you that only sound good when they come out of your mouth.
1: Well, thank you. Yes, I would love all of our listeners to follow me on Instagram, Robin underscore Berlinski. There's lots of great information on there for teachers and parents and some really cool opportunities coming up in March and April. So I encourage you to please follow me on Instagram, Robin underscore Berlinski.
0: And where are we sending people today for more information and to listen to podcasts besides the usual Spotify and Pandora? They could go to...
1: Absolutely, um, (laughs) thelearningring.com.
0: So that's T-H-E-L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G, R-I-N-G, thelearningring.com. That's it. That's wonderful. Well, I must tell you, First of all, I'm getting such a kick out of these shows. at at, uh, Your invitation, that even get to participate. And what I'm loving seeing is the numbers. There are lots of people out there listening to these podcasts. And I know you're making a difference, as you always have in the classroom, which is just extraordinary. So how cool is that? Thank
1: you. It is cool.
0: Um, And we always have terrific guests. Now, the problem with our first guest is that his resume is so long that it could take up the entire show. So Jim Krupe... I'm going to read an abbreviated version. You can fill in the blanks, but uh, uh, let me just say that Dr. Krupe is the president and founder of Strategic Leadership Solutions, is a recognized authority in international business, future trends, and leadership developments. Jim works with executives on the development of strategy and training of the management team. He's also been featured on CNN, NPR, and quoted in many publications throughout the world. I could go on and on, but I'm going to let him fill in the blanks because we are gonna be talking about something so extraordinary. And here's another website to write down before we get started. Cyber Start America, C-Y-B-E-R, S-T-A-R-T, America. You know how to spell that, dot O-R-G. And let's welcome Dr. Jim Krupe to Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski. Hello, Jim.
1: Hey, how you doing? Well, I'm great.
0: Hey, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Great.
1: Uh,
0: all right, so I know you're uh, you're joining us uh, from another state, and we appreciate your time this morning. I'm going to let Robin jump in because I know she's got some great questions, and you guys had a what we call a preliminary conversation that went on for hours. So I know there's a lot of synergy
1: there. Oh my gosh, so exciting! I want to tee up this conversation for our listeners because it's a lot about career technology education, and you hear it a lot, also known as CTE. It provides students of all ages with the academic and technical skills, knowledge, and training necessary to succeed in future careers and to become lifelong learners. In total, about 12.5 million high school and college students are enrolled in CTE across the nation. So I wanted to point that out just to say that here locally in Charleston, our CTE programs are very strong, preparing future ready students. We look at their future in high wage, high skill, high demand careers, and we align that with local talent needs to provide seamless pathways for all students to become future ready for college Career and Citizenship. So CTE is so exciting and I'm so excited to have Jim here today to share a little bit about that.
2: Well thank you for having me.
1: And I want to say something um, Jim that was one of the highlights of my conversation with you. There, There are many let me tell you my whole All my notes are highlighted in yellow, but something as a teacher that really resonated with me. And I want, I know you're going to start from your starting point, but I just want to throw this out there to make sure we talk about something you said, we need to educate the digital kid, exclamation points, all following that comment. So um, I'm going to let you take it from here, but let's focus on that because we have a lot of teachers and parents listening.
2: Sure. Well, um, as you know, I have been really engaged in a a program called CyberStartAmerica.org, and um, I will tell you how I got involved with that. I'm a business guy. I'm on the board of the University of North Georgia in Dahlonega, Georgia, and um, our university has got a cyber program of national significance. And we had won something called the NSA's Codebreaker Challenge, uh, beating out 600 colleges and universities across the country. And I posted that on my LinkedIn page, and I got a phone call uh, from the National Cyber Scholarship Foundation director, who told me a story I'm going to share with you. So in 2015, the Emiratis wanted to build a cyber program, and they didn't want to have guest workers obviously. And they talked to some people that they knew in the the UK. They sent a young guy down there who looked at everything and decided the way to go was to start with high school students. And so he created a game that became Cyber Start America. And that became the basis of the entire nation's cyber program. Uh, the UK looked at that and said, you know, do this for the UK. So they gave him a lot of money, and he went out and tried to find every kid in the UK that could win this game. Only one in 30 can win the game. Uh, Alan Pallor, who runs or used to run uh, SANS, S-A-N-S Institute, which is probably the number one cybersecurity certification and tra- training company in the world, found out about this and decided that he wanted to bring this game to the United States and thus cyberstartamerica.org. And that game is free to any high school student that wants to play it. The beauty of the game is that if you score 20,000 points in the game, which is not winning the game, you are going to be eligible uh, to try out for a a year of SANS training for free and get certified by SANS, that's a job. Uh, and if you wanna go to college, there's not gonna be colleges and universities that have computer science programs that are gonna say no to you if you have that certification and training. So um, when Alan was talking to me about this, he said, Jim, this is like World War II uh, when we didn't have enough pilots. And now we've got to find the cyber pilots. There's 800,000 cyber vacancies in the United States. In the state that I live in, in Georgia, there's 25,000. I could go state by state by state, but you get the point. And so uh, in a fit of passion, uh, I said, I'll find every kid in the state of Georgia. (laughs) Little did I know that I was going to have to learn a lot about education in the state and all of that. Uh, but we got really engaged and I raised some money for some prizes for Georgia students and as well as school teachers uh, who would, uh, were able to get a lot of kids uh, engaged in the game. We created schools and districts of distinction and things like that. And, the, and Georgia ended up being the top state in the nation with more kids playing the game than anybody else, more kids scoring at the highest levels of the game than anybody else. And the National uh, Cyber Scholarship Foundation asked me if I would try to do this for the country. And I said, well, let's start with four other states, which are th- those states are Texas, Florida, Alabama, and Virginia. And so that's what we've been doing for the last year. And we'll see what happens uh, by the end of the year in terms of the total number of kids that are playing.
0: Well, Jim, let me in interrupt the course you. Of me, doing, b- before you yeah. continue, I have a silly question, please. Where were these 800,000? uh, job, you know, fillers come from, were it not for your program?
2: Well, the answer to that question is that what happens is that there's not enough talent out there and they can't get the talent from the workforce, right? right? So this is why they're driving down into, into the schools. And ultimately this, this is all going to get vertically integrated from the middle school through high school through college into the workplace. Uh, And so they've realized that they've got to go after people. And in addition to that, they've realized that, uh, guess what? We have what I referred to as the digital kid. And we, uh, you know, as, as was said earlier, I'm convinced through this whole learning thing I've gone through over the last year that a couple of things in education are happening. Number one, I'm not convinced we know how to educate that kid. Number two, What's going to happen to education is is something called the gamification of education because all these kids are growing up playing video games and doing all this stuff. Uh, with CyberStart America, it's designed to find five attributes that matter in terms of how good you're going to be in that space. And even if you decide not to go into into cyber for some reason the game is going to teach you and find out if you have problem solving skills critical thinking skills and all that but the top two attributes are insatiable curiosity and tenaciousness and so this game determines finds these kids because to do well in this game you can't give up and you've got to be really creative um and and you don't have by the way when you play this game for those teachers out there no instructions are needed from a teacher. The kid does not have to be a geek. The kid does not have to be technically astute. The kid only knows how to, if if the kid can sign on and play Google or or do a Google search, the kid can play the game and then they get into it and they love this game. And so there are tiers and levels and it gets more complicated the farther you go along. But there's no instruction necessary which is really a brilliant design. Uh, why don't the kids have a problem with this? And, and it doesn't matter, by the way, whether a kid is a computer science student or not. There are kids in art that do really well in this game, and the reason is they have pattern recognition skills. So this th- that's the beauty of this game. It, it doesn't matter what your background is. It matters what's going on with your mind and your capability and your capacity. Um, and so what happens is, as, as I've noticed all this, and I'll use my 10-year-old grandson, Ian, as an example. So he plays a video game. He is simultaneously, while he's playing that video game, watching a YouTuber. That YouTuber has cracked that game, knows the secrets of the game and all of that. That YouTuber has 70 million followers. That YouTuber is his teacher, real time. So he is watching the YouTuber learning about the game, playing the game, finding things the YouTuber hasn't discovered. In other words, he's going learning application, learning application, real time in seconds. That is a different kind of generation. And I've told people at North Georgia, uh, we don't reinvent our curriculum every 18 months. Kids aren't going to come. I mean, these kids are—he's he, in the tenth—he's he, ten years old and he's in the fifth grade, and he's taking electives called in, in a public school system. Electives called augmented reality, virtual reality, computer coding, robotics, and all this stuff. Those kids, this is in their blood, and so the question is, we've got to really figure out how to keep these ch- kids challenged. We've got to figure out how to ch- how to how to get them to where they learn by i believe in large part through the gamification and it doesn't matter whether it's something like this with cyber Um, it could be history it could be anything Uh, because that's where kids live and so there's going to be a lot of adjustments we have to make because the kids in elementary school today by the time they get to high school if they're doing the same thing in high school. These kids are not going to be challenged because they're learning they're learning in an alternative medium, and when they go to school if if they're not really challenged and excited about what they're doing, like when they do a video game, um, then you know I think we're going to have some pretty serious issues with kids and school and all of that. and 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 it's all the way the system. So that is so um, true.
1: Um, Jim, I want to yeah, jump in because my head's exploding. If you don't mind for just a second. Okay. Um <laughs> I don't want your head to it, explode. It is exploding. <laughs> and I know a lot of teachers are are like leaning in. They have there's so much excitement. So I want to just say a couple things. Number one, tradition has no place in education. I 100% agree with you. You told me that when we were talking and I just loved what you said about that, that we should be reinventing our curriculum every 18 months. Um, but I know it, it's like turning a barge, right? We have so many yeah. other things as teachers. And and so, but that's so important to hear. Another thing that blew my mind, pattern recognition, my goodness, it's a kindergarten standard. It's preschool. So parents, teachers, if you're listening Pattern recognition, color recognition, sorting—so so 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 important. It does lead to these kinds of great opportunities for these kids in their future. And then the insatiable curiosity. Oh my gosh! So Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote the book *Eat, Pray, Love*, she for a long time when she went on out on the road promoting her book being a motivational speaker. She spoke to following your passion. She spoke about when you follow your passion, you're successful, you never feel like you're working, but she has changed that to follow your curiosity because that's the sweet spot. That's when you're in the zone And you lose hours and hours because you're concentrating like your, like your grandson in the computer, you know, watching the YouTubers and was it grandson or son? Grandson. Grandson. Okay. Watching the YouTubers and, you know, learn, apply, learn, apply, you know, oh my gosh, so exciting. And then lastly, I just want to say as a teacher, as a parent listening to this and getting like jumping out of their skin with excitement for how they can help their child right now for free. It's available to teachers, but not parents. So let's talk about that for just a minute. How can teachers access this, and how can parents be part of it?
2: Well, I mean, the, the game is designed for, for the students. Um, teachers can be helpful in the sense that they can introduce the game. There are, there are teachers that are doing this as homework assignment. There are teachers that are doing this in class as a supplemental thing that they do there are teachers that are using it as a reward like kids will go and and when they have a break or something like that these kids get on this thing because they are just really excited about playing the game and a lot of teachers are also talking to them about what this really means in terms of national security i mean everybody knows that cyber underpins everything uh And one of the things you're going to start hearing more about with students is something called digital citizenship. And it's all about growing up in this kind of world where you have these kinds of threats and you have to do something about it. The big thing that teachers, I mean, parents can do, because parents um, obviously could be sitting there and looking at while their student is playing the game, if they're playing it at home, and provide some guidance without... You know, playing the game with them, but the parents, uh, and, and, and in many school districts, the parents have to actually give the kid permission to play the game. So, if if your if your child comes home and says, "I'd like to play Cyber Start America and sign up for it," well, they can do it. They don't have to do it in the school. They can do it from their home computer. So, encouraging the student to or the or your child to get engaged with this game is really important it is the this is a game that also is being looked at by uh, a group called e-sports electronic sports and in georgia uh we are about to create what's called a serious scholastic track and the very first game that's going to be uh the very first topic that's going to be covered is cyber and the very first game that's going to be used is cyber america so you know, it's really as a parent, it's about encouraging the the child to just get engaged and try it. Uh, and once they start getting into it, uh, it's over, you know, they, they, they will go and the ones that really, really get turned on by this, uh, who ultimately decide this is, gee, this is really something I want to do, because for them, it's more about, playing a game and solving puzzles. They don't necessarily think in cyber terms, but the reality is that's what they're doing in the game. Yep, having
1: Uh, so much fun, they don't know they're learning. That's
2: the biggest thing. Yeah, that's right. That's the biggest thing a parent can do is to be an encourager and an information provider. Like, hey, you might want to try this. Uh, And once they get started, and if they listen, if they they do well, I, I don't know another game where you can play the game, it's free you get a free year of training from the number one cyber training and certification company in the world and you get a certification if you do well which basically is going to get you a job i mean when you have this many vacancies in the in the country and in the states this is what businesses are doing and they're finally figuring out wow if i if i offer an internship to this student and I find out they're really, really good and they've got this certificate. Well, I already know they have capability. Now let me see if they fit into our culture. That's inexpensive workforce development. That's inexpensive recruiting. And then when they finally make the decision to hire, they know what they're getting. uh, And they know that this kid's gonna fit into their culture. What happens now is that these companies are ripping each other off. So somebody will go into a cyber job, say for Coca-Cola and then Home Depot or UPS will look at that person and say, we want you and they'll pay them more money to get them because there's a shortage, right? And that's just not sustainable and it's it's a big problem. Um, so that's the biggest thing a parent can do is really support, introduce the, your child to the game, support them, If you want, be there in the beginning so they can get kind of get started if they have some issues. uh, And then once they get into it, let them run.
1: And what are the age, what's the age range for this?
2: 13 to 18.
1: Perfect. So middle and high school uh, parents and teachers. You
2: You can play the game in college, but a lot of students don't do that because they're already probably in a program where they're learning that but uh, except that perhaps maybe they want to get the certification from sans and the, and the certificate which actually will help them get a job but yeah you can play it all the way through college so you can go from like 13 to you know 21 22
0: a uh, quick one for robin so the takeaway from jim here why does this get you so excited uh, what are you going to tell other parents who may not listen to this podcast yet how do you I mean to me this sounds like the next level of education.
1: Oh my gosh, it it I have chills. I mean and and it's so true because when we're when we're in training to be teachers, when we're pre-service teachers in college and beyond getting our masters, we're not taught to teach kids what the future is. I mean, think about, I mean, when I went to college, that, you know, obviously there was no Instagram or Facebook and I didn't, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And having opportunities and resources at our fingertips like this is just amazing because teachers are busy, let's face it. And having this kind of, I want to say like handed to them, but seriously, this is amazing, an amazing opportunity. And you always have those kids that are like the early- finishers the high achievers you know you know i'm done what can i do next well here you go i mean even if you don't want like you said jim a future in cybersecurity, this is incredible and valuable learning for these kids so yeah to your question ron i am like i told you my my brain is exploding and i have like 15 teachers i'm going to call after this
0: jim let me ask you this so yeah the, the, oh go ahead i'm sorry
2: Oh, i was going to say that they there, in Georgia, there's a program called Inspire Edu, and it's a nonprofit. And what they do is they actually work with uh, with parents and students at, to get them to understand the basic aspects of technology. They tend to work with uh, disadvantaged kids, and to the point where they will even give the kid a computer. Wow. Um, I think there is, there's also a, uh, there's a national organization. I think that's, that's modeled after this called inspire edu, but I'm not sure about the national part, but I know in Georgia and we're working with them because obviously there are, you know, disadvantaged kids that may not have a computer and now they can get a computer. Now they can play the game. Now they can do well. And now they can get a job, you know, uh, so there is that and I think increasingly these kinds of things are going to start happening in in a lot of other states Jim in but the very, ahead, in part. the very
0: brief time we have left you know look I know you as a as a tremendous business leader, your resume is a who's who bachelor's in north Georgia master's University of southern california phd University of Florida, London School of uh, London business School, Oxford University the list goes on and on why and how I guess how are you able to take time away from everything you do and focus on education. This is like a whole new direction, obviously critically important, but why have you chosen to do this?
2: Well, you know, so here's something I don't ever think I've told you. Um, When I was a kid growing up, I used to stand in the mirror because I thought I wanted to be a (laughs) singer-songwriter.
0: It's it's never too late. And (laughs)
2: Well, I have become a singer-songwriter because what happened was I, I started getting really excited about a whole lot of things. As you know, I'm I'm interested in all kinds of stuff, and I built an organization that spans 46 countries and all this. So I have this insatiable curiosity and tenaciousness traits, right? um, but I ended up starting to give speeches uh, on the future and... Uh, on strategy and all that to corporations, and in effect, to do that well, you have to be a singer-songwriter. I mean, you have to have the lyrics, the words, but you've got to. There's got to be a tone. There's got to be a a capture to that that gets people interested. Uh, and so, the more I did this, the more I realized that. Um, Wow, you know, there's a, there's, a lot of, there, there's a big demand for more education. Then I went up to, to the media lab at MIT. And a friend of mine helped create that lab. And there were 17 and 18-year-old kids in there reinventing the future. And I called my wife when I left that building at the end of the day. And I, I, said, I said, I've seen the future and I'm not part of it. And, and I decided that I was going to get really, really close to young people. Because the fact is that our, our, our student population is 25% of our country, but they're 100% of our future.
0: Jim, hold on. That was a perfect, perfect place to end because we'll I hate to that. tell you this. As always, I think this should have been a two-part show. It should be, yeah. Yeah. Jim, listen, thank you very much. Jim Crupe has been our special guest for this podcast. Robin, any last comments to say to Jim or, Jim, anything back to us?
1: Well, I want to say, Jim, thank you so much. We have so many um, great opportunities for parents, and I'm going to include this in the podcast notes.
0: All right, and one more time, cyberstartamerica.org. That's cyberstartamerica.org. Jim Krupe, thank you very much. And you folks out there, we'll see you next time on Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski.